Welcome to the Natural Health for People and Pets podcast, a show that aims to empower you with the knowledge and tools needed to take control of your own health and well-being, as well as providing health-promoting strategies for the dogs in your life. The world of health and nutrition can be overwhelming, so what better way to understand what works and what doesn't, what's evidence-based and what's not, than to hear it from someone in the know? So, please welcome your host of the show, accredited naturopath and nutritionist, Narelle Cook. Welcome back to Natural Health for People and Pets. I'm co-host of the show, Glenn Cook. It's been a bit of a dry spell between episodes. However, I'm going to introduce you to the one who knows all the information, Narelle Cook. Hello, everyone, and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It is actually New Year. It's January 1st. 2023 today. We're sitting down to do a podcast. I know. I thought what better way to start the year than to get back on track with recording podcasts. Let's have a quick chat about the sponsors of the show and then we'll have a bit of a recap on what CC's done and then we'll get right into the episode. Absolutely. Big Dog Pet Foods, Mm -hmm. our number one sponsor and we love them. They're an Australian company that have been manufacturing raw pet foods for over 20 years now. They only use human-grade ingredients. They don't add in anything synthetic or artificial. Their meals are nutritionally complete and balanced, so great if your vet is a little bit wary about raw food diets. Mm -hmm. You can provide that information to them. What I love is they do offer a really wide variety of different protein sources, so there's something to pretty much suit every dog in terms of their health and their taste buds. So jump on their website, bigdogpetfoods.com, check out their resource center, which is full of really insightful articles. You've got guides, frequently asked questions if you're new to raw food feeding. There's questions about health and nutrition for both dogs and cats. And I just discovered for the first time, I feel a bit bad that I didn't know this, but they've got a link on their website to a behind the scenes section. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. I mean, Mm. we've always spoken about their amazing transparency in the industry and how rare that is, but on their website, you can click on and see photos of the manufacturing facility and all the ingredients that are going into their amazing patties. In addition to checking out their website, like their Facebook page, their Instagram page, sign up for their newsletter. There are always amazing giveaways and monthly prizes. So that's super easy to subscribe to and tune into their podcast, which is called Pause and Listen. Definitely recommend it. Moving on to our second regular sponsor, Bell and Bone. So they are also an Australian company. They make a range of dental sticks, collagen sticks, superfood treats and freeze-dried treats. Unlike many of the dental sticks on the market, the Bell & Bone dental and collagen sticks have real meat as the number one ingredient. So that might seem like a no-brainer when you're giving a dog a treat, but you'd be surprised at how many dental sticks are on the market that have things like wheat and glycerin and cellulose as the top three ingredient. The other reason I love the Bell & Bone dental sticks in particular is that they actually contain active ingredients that have been proven to not only freshen your dog's breath, but also to fight plaque and tartar. I say this every episode, there's no point in giving a dental stick if it doesn't contain these active ingredients because it's like us brushing our teeth with just the toothbrush and no toothpaste. You can find Bell & Bone at pet stores across Australia, the website bellandbone.com.au and as an ongoing special for listeners of the show, you can get 20% off the entire Bell & Bone range using the coupon code LADYBUG. Oh, LADYBUG. I know I say it every episode, but... (laughs) yeah. Please do support our sponsors. They really do make a difference to the show and we believe in them. And we use all their products too. Absolutely. Yep. So 2022 in review. 2022 in review. What a big year it's been for canine suticals. It has. And look, I've done a lot of high level study in my life. 
I've gone through a lot of challenges, but the last 18 months, the learning curve, like the steepness of the learning curve over the last 18 months in bringing the idea of caninecuticals to fruition has just been beyond anything I would have expected mm. from stress and energy and time and money. I don't think people realize it's one thing to have a, a dream and a vision, but to actually make that happen, it really takes 100% and takes more than 100%, but you know, it really is a commitment and a belief. You really do have to believe in the bigger picture of what you're aiming to achieve. And for me, that is improving the quality of life of our dogs. Mm to be able to enjoy and to stick with it day after day, like seven days a week, week after week, month after month. So, but love it. Like it's been a really huge year. I've been to lots of trade shows where I've got to speak to consumers and customers and vets about the range and it's been really well accepted. So at this early point, we're not quite a year old yet. And you've had great support by a very good friend of ours, Deb Phillipson. Absolutely. Who's been an absolute rock, especially for you. She comes to the trade shows with you. She supports you mentally and physically. And likewise, you both hold each other up and she's just been an absolute asset to you and to Caninceuticals. Yeah, that's right. You know, you can't do everything by yourself. Yep. You do need a team around you and Deb's certainly part of that team. What a big hearted lady where you guys met online and started talking to each other. And Well, she actually came to my Sydney nutrition seminar. Yep. That's how we met and we sort of just clicked from there. And she's become family to us. She's very close to us now. Yep. Yep. We love Deb. She's been an asset. And I know that when she goes to trade shows with you, she gets out and chats to people and goes out and meets and networks and talks about caninecuticals. And she's done this out of love. She's just an amazing person. People may not realize, but I am an extreme introvert. I know that. Speaking to people is not my forte, but when I'm at a trade show trying to promote my brand, I have to talk. It's funny because even in those situations, I still struggle to put myself out there, even though I believe in what I'm doing so much. And Deb will often step in and take over the conversation and and get it going. Well, that's an interesting thing. And before we do get onto the topic, which I know people will be looking forward to, there's a couple of points that I want to put forward just as somebody who's been observing from the outside, because although I'm your husband and I live with you and I'm involved in caninecuticals financially, I'm not involved in the business in any way, shape or form other than help you with a little bit of marketing from here and there. I do a little help with a little bit of social media and stuff like that. But you're really in the engine room, cranking out everything, studying up and doing a a lot of the research and development and building the product and working with people with marketing and so forth. So it's all you really. That's what Caninceuticals has been bouncing on and and your intuition and your know-how. I had an interesting question raised to me just by somebody on social media a while ago, and they said, would you still support caninecuticals in a marketing fashion if it wasn't as good as what it was? And I said, it wouldn't matter what I thought. I said, Narelle would burn it to the ground if she didn't think it was going mm-hmm. anywhere. Like if it wasn't what she thought it would be, she would literally just dump the whole thing and say, it doesn't work. I don't believe in it. And that's as far as it would get because I know how much blood, sweat and tears that you genuinely put into this over the 18 months that you've been doing it. And especially since your launch day on Australia Day 2022, Mm. where you were so nervous about getting it out there. The wonderful thing about it, the real thing about it, the genuine thing about Caninecuticals is what the customers are saying. Mm. It's all for nothing unless it's actually doing what it suggests it does. And that's where Caninecuticals has been very successful is that customers are coming back and saying, oh my God, it actually does what it says it does and more. 
And they're the reviews that have been really life-changing for so many people. Now, I've seen other products pop up in the marketplace, which is good. Competition is healthy and Mm. there's always going to be competition. There always is. And there's been supplementation for dogs and cats before caninceuticals come along. One thing that I would ask people to do when they're looking at it for themselves or if they're even investigating it for somebody else is when you're looking at another comparable product, have a look at who's actually behind the product and what their profession actually is. Is it somebody who is dabbling in it and they're invested in like an equity company who's backing them? Or is it actually somebody like you and others in the industry as well, who that's all their job is, is literally R&D, research and development for that product and specializing and literally shaped your entire career around developing that product. And I don't say that with any vitriol. I'm just saying that there are people out there who are putting a product out and it's just a payday for them. It's literally just my face on the product and there's a monetary goal involved. It would be facetious of me to say that this isn't a business and we are looking at hopefully making a profit out of this one day. It's cost a lot of money. However, what I am saying about all this at the end is your customers are coming back and saying, Narelle, this is life-changing for my dog. What it's done in the short time that I've been giving it to the dog and networking backwards and forwards with you has actually changed the whole health picture of where my dog is compared to where it was and all the suffering that I've had to go through mentally and physically in trying to go backwards and forwards to try and find some sort of health plan for my dog that wasn't working, that was failing My dog's poor health was really distressing me and my family. And suddenly I found something that has worked. And even though that you never make claims that it's absolutely going to work or it's never going to do this. And no one should. Like there's never any guarantees in life, unfortunately. That's right. You've got to try it. It's the same thing with us. You've got to try it. But that's the thing that I'm being so impressed about and so proud of you for is just seeing the hordes of emails coming back. It would be nice to see those people actually putting them into genuine reviews because you do get a lot of people who come back and say, oh, my God, and a portion of those do put them in reviews. It would be nice Mm. if the majority put them in reviews because it would really have a massive impact on your social media. Yeah, if you could do that, that would be hugely appreciated. So just a couple of points from what you've said. On a weekly basis, I'm making business decisions where I've got to decide between profits and quality. Yep. Part of me is like, oh, you know, if I'm running a business, I really need to make money to sustain the business. But at the end of every day with any decision along those lines, I'm like, what if it was my dog? Yes. What would I want for my dog? And that's been one of the major stresses of the past 18 months in formulating the caninceuticals range is that I'm a perfectionist. I can vouch for that. I have to live with you. (laughs) And poor poor Deb, she has to live with it too. Yes, she does. Um, (laughs) So there's a stress of making sure it's right because, as you said, if it's not going to do what it claims to do, then what's the point? There's no point having a range that's not going to benefit dogs. Entirely, and that's a falsehood. And as I was alluding to before, there's people out there who throw products on the market. It's very low grade, but the marketing is exceptional. Unfortunately, that's what people will buy into. And to be honest, as I've said in probably other episodes of this podcast, I've done that myself where I've gone off online and mm. looked at something and come back to Narelle and said, I'm looking at this online. What do you think? And Narelle will laugh and she'll say, I can give you five times the quality of that in things that I've got in supplements that I've actually got in my clinic right now. 
And she goes, what is it about this product that you're intrigued by? And all it is, honestly, folks, all it is, is just the marketing. Mm -hmm. It's just the hype and the buzz around the marketing. Unfortunately, Narelle is absolutely terrible at marketing. We laugh about this often. She's got a few people that are helping her with marketing at the moment because her absolute weakness in business is anything to do with marketing. Facts, research and development, know-how. She's an absolute genius at that. But marketing, oh, my God. Terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Can't deny it. Well, you know, I keep saying you can't be good at everything. But I really want to stress the point from what you were saying earlier. One of the huge stresses for me in this whole process, and I imagine it will always exist for me as a perfectionist, there's not a day that doesn't go by when I'm working and dealing with customers that I'm thinking everything I'm doing at the end of the day, there's a dog's health at stake. Yep. I'm getting all emotional now just thinking about about mm. that. But that's a huge responsibility. And I I didn't think I'd get emotional. I don't get emotional generally. Just ask Glenn. Mm. And I always think, what if that was my dog? Yeah. You know, what quality would I want? You know, I wouldn't want to be ripped off by something that didn't work. I would want the highest quality ingredients. I'd want transparency. I'd want support. All of those things is what I'm trying to bring yep. to the range. Mm. Didn't expect that. <laughs> I guess just my heart is in this. Yeah, no, I know. I understand that. I have toiled with you over this entire discussion when back in the day I kept saying to you, when are you going to launch? When are you going to get there? When are you going to do it? When are you going to put it to market? The conversation that you and I were having back then was you just felt it wasn't right. It wasn't ready. I said to you at one stage, you've been on this for a long time now. It's got to get to a stage where you believe in the product and and it's going to be good enough because it will never be perfect But your ambition was always, well, I want it to be as close as. And as we've divulged in past episodes, like a lot of the fire that was lit under you for producing caninecuticals came from the distress that we had to go through with Ladybug. Like Mm. that was the catalyst that created it. The pandemic was a terrible thing that happened to all of us. We all shared in that. I've mentioned this before. However, the one thing about the pandemic was that it forced you and I to reevaluate things that we had to do in our life. And also Ladybug had that accident right at the start of the pandemic, right Mm. in the start of 2020. So therefore we had to get busy with either planning for her euthanasia or planning for how to sustain the rest of her life and not have her in pain and not have her suffering and not have her unable to walk and terrible things happening for her. That's why Narelle literally hit the internet researching papers, researching anything she could get her hands on, on how she could transform Ladybug. Along the way, Narelle and I had conversations where she said, I think I can help other people with their dogs for a lot of other symptoms based on the research that I'm doing along the way. And I said to her, you should do this. This is your calling. You're brilliant at this sort of thing. If you've been following along with the podcast that we've been doing this for a while, Narelle and I are the greatest critics of each other. We love to tell each other what we're not doing so well. (laughs) I think that's just marriage, isn't it? I think that's a husband and wife thing, definitely. However, I wouldn't placate her and just tell her that she's doing a marvellous job if she wasn't doing it. I can testify through all the people that I'm speaking to on a continuous basis. And I'm not talking about just people with unwell dogs. I'm talking about industry peers who are coming back to me and saying, my God, she's a genius. The information that she provides whenever she does a talk or whenever I listen to a podcast, it actually sometimes intimidates me with the knowledge that she actually has in those areas. So I couldn't be proud of you. And there's a whole bunch of people in the industry who are 
overwhelmed and completely proud of what you're doing, but what you're actually bringing to the table intellectually as well. So it's a big congratulations from many people in the industry. I really think that what Caninecuticals has done has lifted the bar in the pet supplement range. Thank you. And I am hugely humbled and appreciative of the support I'm getting from industry, from Mm. all aspects of industry, even Technically, competitors, like direct competitors, are still supportive of what I'm doing and my range. Yes, they're actually listing your range. Also supportive of you as well, as you said. They get in contact with you. They are speaking with you. They are networking with you, which is great. It's lovely to see that people are networking directly with you and also raising the bar together. That's been a real highlight for me to see how many people in that space because it can be a really grubby area where people will use a lot of low quality material because they, as I said before, they don't care about it. It's just a payday for them. Mm. They're happy to put their face on it. They're happy to invest in, in a ton of marketing. They're happy to get equity behind it, but they'll use the lowest of the lowest grade of material because for them, it really doesn't matter. They don't pine over it the same way you do and some of your colleagues in the industry do who are consummate professionals themselves in what they do. And, and congratulations to you as well. There's some people out there that you've listed already as sponsors, but, you know, people like Shy Tiger and Sasha Parker. The Balanced Canine. Yeah, the Balanced Canine. I mean, just marvellous people who are so, so ethical in what they do. And they're the same as you. They get upset about thinking about how you could really screw up the life of a dog by giving it crappy quality ingredients and being happy with that's good enough. That's not how it should be, folks. Even in human health or canine health or feline health or equine health or whatever it is, the industry needs to raise the bar. It shouldn't be just about profits. The focus has to be on outcomes, on improving quality of life. Yeah, something I was actually surprised about in this journey over the last 18 months was there were a few times where I hit barriers that I just didn't know how to get over Mm. because this was literally just me trying to figure it all out by myself. And then when I was hitting those barriers and you're looking around and you're like, who can I ask for help? But all the people who had the answers technically are competitors Mm. because they're doing it. They've done it. Like they're the ones that know. And it's so hard to think, well, I can't approach that person because why would they want to help me? I'm going to be competing with them. But the few people that I did reach out to and say, hey, you don't have to answer me, but this is my struggle at the moment. Can you guide me into how I might work through this or get over this? Shout out to Gabrielle. Yeah, Gabriel Pierre, he's got Nectar of the Dogs. Yep. He's got other things going on too. He's a busy man. Check what, out Nectar of the Dogs. What a lovely guy. Yeah, so really great. And I do believe there's room for all of us. Of course there's room for everybody. There's millions of dogs and cats out there, millions and millions and millions of them, and they're not all going to buy your product. They're going to move around and shift around, and some of them are going to be product loyal, and some of them are going to have a cross combination of all of them. We don't have to chew each other up and sabotage each other's business. What it's all about is collaboration, as I suggested before. I do this a lot in the dog training space. That's, I guess, the legacy that I'm trying to create in the dog training and behavior space. And for you and your colleagues in the natural health space is the same sort of thing, is all collaborating to raise the bar, to build and lift each other up. And also at the end of the day, to create that win-win by you guys doing well in your companies, but pets are also like their health comes first. And I think that's what defines that group of people. You know, we're all putting the quality of life of dogs as our primary focus mm. and the businesses around that. Absolutely. So that's how I see it. So we might need to split this 
episode into two the way we're going. We haven't even got on to the, today's topic. But the reason I wanted to talk about the topic that we're going to talk about today is because when I'm formulating a product, the challenge is there's so many ingredients that could potentially go into a product. Yep. So today we're going to talk about Gut Protect specifically because it is absolutely my number one seller. I've got, you know, multiple vets who use it and recommend it to their clients. I've got a lot of pet owners on social media who are recommending it because of the amazing benefits they've seen with their own dogs. I mean, I have to say it's my flagship product. It's going gangbusters. And the amazing thing is it's about cut protect, but it does so many other things and it's been clearing up so many other problem areas for dogs that dog owners are just like overwhelmed. Like they come back and say, I can't believe that an ear infection that my dog had, which has been lasting for years and years, and it's not listed to do those sort of things, but Mm. they're saying since I've been giving gut protect, all of a sudden the ear problem that the dog has had for the last two years has gone. Yeah, and I will talk a little bit more detail about that and give some examples as we go through today. But the challenge is there's a million ingredients that could theoretically be beneficial for gut health Mm. if we just talk about gut health. I guess the challenge is, okay, which ingredients, because you can only fit so much into a surf, Mm. which ingredients are going to give the most bang for buck and which are going to be the most efficacious for the dog for the given situation. Since so many people are using the Gut Protect that I would just go through each ingredient and highlight why I chose it, like why is it in the product and how does it work to have all of the amazing health benefits that it has. Like you said, it's not just the obvious gut-specific symptoms that indicate that something may not be right with your dog's digestive system. So other conditions that, you know, might relate back to poor gut health that owners should be looking out for are things like food and environmental allergies. If your dog has impaired immune function, so if you've got a dog that's often injuring itself or once it is injured, it's slow to heal, Mm -hmm. that could relate back to the gut, unexplained weight loss, dogs with poor skin and coat quality. And as you said, recurrent ear infections is like a classic. And I always bring it back to the age old saying by Hippocrates Mm -hmm. that all disease begins in the gut. I know you've heard that a lot from me over the time. But it's important. It's important for pet owners to consider treating the gut, even when they may not see that obvious gut connection. Mm. To give an example that happened just recently, I had a customer leave a voice message and he was just so blown away. So in his case, his dog had sores, like ulcerated sores on the tips of its ears Mm -hmm. that he'd seen multiple vets over a six-month period. And these sores, they just would not heal. They tried antibiotics, they tried anti-inflammatories, they tried topical lotions and potions. And after about six months, he's just like, oh, I give up. These ears are just always going to be issues. But then his dog also had bad breath. And one of his mates said, hey, you need to get onto canineceuticals. They're like the best in the country. You need their gut protect for the bad breath. Yep. And so he started his dog on the gut protect. He wasn't even thinking about the ears. But after about a week, he's like, oh, my gosh, the sores are actually healing. He rang me and he's like, oh, what magical ingredients are you putting in your gut protect? Because the vets couldn't fix it. And I'm not saying like always get vet treatment and vet to look at your dog first. Of course, you've always been very supportive of vets and never poo-pooed their advice. Yeah, I'm not a vet. I can't diagnose. So you always do need to get your dog checked by a vet first. And that's one thing that you do say because I need to interject there just so people know, is that Narelle also supports the veterinary profession. If people are coming to her with symptoms of the dog, she always says, go to the vet, get bloods, make sure the vet does a thorough investigation of what happens. And the same thing with vets and products. 
You have an old saying that you use is oils ain't oils. Mm. And it's the same thing. Some vets are very thorough and some aren't. I think the best outcome for the dog is those two people working together. Parallels. Yeah. yeah it's it's mm. complementary. It's Absolutely. you know, it's not antagonistic. We shouldn't be against each other. They're specialists at what they do. You know, I'm a specialist at what I do. I can't do their job. And a lot of vets don't have the knowledge that I have yep. for health and nutrition. And I'm like, oh, we just complement each other so well. Absolutely. Why aren't we working together for the betterment of this dog's health? Well, the good thing is you are. I am. I've got some really great vet support, which is just growing and really encouraging for me because that's like the pinnacle for me. It's one thing for me to believe in my products and I do believe completely in my products, but then to have someone with that level of knowledge of education and their reputation at stake when they recommend my products, that's really great. Well, doesn't that highlight how exceptional they are that instead of trying to combine an all-in-one process with what they're doing, they look outside and say, yes, I'm exceptional at what I do in the veterinary field. That's my role. However, you're exceptional at what you do. Look at the qualifications you've got and the study that you've got. I mean, Mm. you're one of the highest educated people in the country as far as it goes, as far as qualifications goes in your field. Yeah, I certainly do try. I know you don't brag about it because I'm going to brag for you, but I've seen over the years the study you've done. You've got two bachelors, one in agricultural science with honours and you've got one in health science health science mm. with honours and you won student of the uh, – what did what was the well, – Highest marks for the state. Highest <laughs> marks for the state. It's not only that, you've also got multiple diplomas. Mm. How many diplomas have you got in health? And uh, Three advanced diplomas and more certificates than I even record these days. I think you've done pretty much every reputable and industry-recognised course in animal health in natural medicine that you could possibly think of. I mean, there's lots of courses out there, but yeah. The reputable ones. I guess when it comes to vets supporting my range, I see it as inevitable. Like that's the direction that medicine, human medicine and animal medicine is sort of going to be forced to go. I think consumers, pet owners are just expecting a more holistic approach. They understand that they need veterinary treatment, but they also appreciate a vet that can be a bit more broad-minded and look outside their box of education and go, okay, if I'm looking at the dog as a whole, yes, the dog needs this medication, but why not bring this in as well? And I think pet owners really are wanting more of that from their vets and perhaps as, you know, the newer generations of vets come out, that that will sort of start to take over a little bit more. So that's my hope anyway. I think it's something that's coming to fruition because people are becoming more educated themselves. The Mm. internet has certainly woken people up to the potential of further educating themselves, not just listening to the rhetoric of marketing. Before the internet came along, people were just subject to what they were told. Mm. If somebody advised them something or if they read something in a magazine, that was literally from God's mouth to their ears and that was it. Now there is a broad spectrum of educational portals that people can dip into and have a look and think there is a lot of contradiction in some of the things that I've been told and Mm. I really need to further educate myself and understand what's best for me. It doesn't mean that these industry professionals don't know what they're talking about because they do, but as you stipulated, it is really nice when you can have a look at the parallels and say, I really do need to have a look at this holistic approach. Part of what you said there about education, I'm huge about educating people about the why. Despite my introversion and anxiety about speaking, I do my podcast because I do want to get information out there. And I think that's a big part with the vet community as well, because they don't study nutrition. And I think educating them about how the specific ingredients in a formula are working in the body, like that mechanism of action, once they understand that, I think that really opens their mind to, ah, 
now I get it. Like now I know how it's working to improve the health of that dog. Yep. I want the same for pet owners. I don't want a pet owner to say, oh, Narelle said it. I'll just blindly accept it. When it comes to your health, when it comes to your dog health, you know, you should always be questioning, how is this helping me? How is this helping my dog? And I'm really passionate about getting the why out there. And today is a perfect example. Yeah, that's a good point that I want to make before because I did have a little bit of a dig at it during my earlier points. But if there is a person out there, like a face to a brand, that's an industry person, question their education. It might be worth asking, what is your actual knowledge and expertise in this area? Because I know that you have knowledge and expertise in another area that you're mainly attributed to. What is your knowledge and expertise in health and nutrition industry? Yeah, something that it's sort of a little bugbear of mine. There are so many people giving advice online. So I always say just be mindful of their dog story. Is it necessarily your dog story? What worked for them may not work for you. They may not know the full story. People give advice without knowing or even asking, is the dog on any medications? What's the dog eating? What else is going on in that dog's life? They'll just say, oh, you need to do this. And that's it. They don't know the backstory, the health history. We'll move off that and we'll move back onto the <laughs> I, onto I agree the with you. I, my colleagues and I share the same thing with behaviour. There are so many old mates out there who want to tell people what to do with their dogs, especially family members. Family members are generally mm. big-hearted, stupid family members are the worst of all of them because they will give the most outrageous advice with no evidence and no backup. It's just something that they heard on some random chat group that they're willing mm-hmm. to share and it has no impact on the behavior or the health of their dog at all. So yeah, reach out and speak to somebody who actually does have the industry qualifications. Let's finally move on to the show proper. Well, we did have to get our little recant of last year out. Yeah, look, it has been a hugely emotional year. Hasn't like, it? It's been a roller coaster. Wouldn't have it any other way in terms of the journey. Glad to see 2023. And listening to you talking about that reminds me of when we met Mel from Layla and me. And she was talking about how the company has pressed all her buttons and all the mm. things that she's learned along the way. And you guys are, are one in millions of people who, in order to make your business survive, you have to suffer. And I've watched you endure this along the way. And it's not about the product. It's just about the amount of work that you have to do and all of the hats that you have to wear. There's so many hats Mm. in small business that people don't appreciate. Your day is a 10 to 12 hour day, seven days a week. I guess we move in circles of small business owners more than most. Yes. You know, in the dog training world and me with naturopathic businesses tend to be small businesses. Mm. So. I know a lot of the listeners will appreciate and understand they will, the challenge. They will, some of them are small business owners, yeah. So, Gut Protect. Yes. My favourite product, my top product. Let's talk about why it's so amazing. Mm-hmm. What I thought I'd do is I'd just go through each of the ingredients individually Yep. and just say this is how it works to improve the health of your dog. Mm. So most people would be familiar with psyllium through products such as Metamucil for constipation in people. Psyllium has so much more to offer than just easy flowing poo. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about what else it is good for. Most of the psyllium is grown in India, but comes from all around the world. But the seeds, the psyllium seeds, they're covered in an outer layer or a husk, and it's really high in fiber. So that fiber layer is often referred to as mucilage, and it's hydrophilic. So that means that its molecular structure causes it to attract and bind to water. So when you add water, that's where you see it swell up and gel. Right. I think there was an ad back in the day for Metamucil. Wasn't where like there's a spoon? Yes, in yeah, the glass? it was. They put the product in, then they added water, stirred it up, and left it for a period of time, and it set like a gelatin. 
That's my recollections of Metamucil yep. as well. And it used to be believed that psyllium was highly fermentable by bacteria in the large intestine, but that was done in what's called in vitro fermentation studies, which basically means like petri dishes and test tubes. But when they actually did further studies on humans, they've discovered that psyllium is not highly fermented in the gut. And the benefit of that is it doesn't produce excess gas. So as a human clinician over the years, people come and see me and they get all motivated to get healthy. So they go grocery shopping and they buy all these fruits and veggies and whole grains and they go home and then suddenly they're like gourmet cooking breakfast, lunch and dinner full of fruits and veggies that they've never eaten before. And then they come to the next consult and they're like, oh my gosh, I was so bloated. I had so much gas. Oh, I had diarrhea. I'm trying to eat healthy and I feel miserable. I'm like, oh, too much fiber. Mm -hmm. I'm always telling people, dog clients, human clients, if you're going to add fiber into your diet, you need to do it slowly and gradually because if it is a highly fermentable fiber, the bacteria in your gut are going to throw a party and be like, oh my gosh, look at all like this food. Let's binge on it and let's produce a lot of gas. Let's do a fart party. Basically. Mm. (laughs) But one of the reasons this is such a problem for humans, so today I'm going to be switching between humans and dogs as Mm. we talk about ingredients. The reason that's a problem when people eat suddenly a higher fiber diet is most adult diets and children's diets are suboptimal in fiber intake. So most people are not getting anywhere near enough fiber that they need for good health. And to put it into perspective, there was a study done looking at ancestral indigenous Australians, and they were estimated to consume over 130 grams of fiber a day. And the study said it's probably actually a lot more than that because they didn't even factor in resistant starch, which is a type of fiber. And to put that into perspective, the most recent National Nutrition and Physical Activity Survey in Australia showed that less than 20% of adults met the minimum suggested dietary intake for fibre, which is set to reduce chronic disease. And the sad thing about that is for women, that's only 28 grams of fibre a day. And for men, that's 38 grams of fibre a day. That's the minimum amount? Well, that's the minimum recommended amount for chronic disease prevention, like cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, colon cancer, all-cause mortality, those sort of things. Less than 20% of adults are hitting those minimum requirements. So that's why, you know, when suddenly people try and get on a health kick, which a lot of people will be doing today, mm-hmm. going forward with their New Year's resolutions, if you feel bad with gastric upset, just pull it back a little bit, go a bit slower. I did see a funny meme about that. Yesterday, the 31st of December, and had a picture of a guy sitting there with this whole bunch of cash in front of him, like millions and millions of dollars. And it said, every gym owner on January the 1st. (laughs) I thought that was clever. Yeah, so true. But just take it slow. Try not to be all or nothing for your resolutions. Just increments gradually. That is sage advice. I really think that that is sound advice for anything that you're doing whether you're doing behavioral training or you're doing health and fitness is rather than having this one silly new year's resolution that you know, you're not going to do, it's just not achievable every year because it's one goal, have lots of little incremental achievable goals and just do something because you'll get dopamine effect from it. Like if you do something Mm. and you achieve it, your dopamine will start to pump up and then you can look at your list and say, well, I've done that. I can tick that off the list. If you've got one that you never achieved, then you'll think I'm a failure. I can't do it. I'm not good enough. And that's what a lot of people do. And I've done that in the past before. I've, I've set these goals where I've thought, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to smash this out this year. And it doesn't happen. And I get so despondent by it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't inspire me. It sets me back. It drops my mood. Everything about that transforms me from the person I want to be into the person that I'm trying to run from. Yeah. I always tell people, particularly people who are struggling a lot with their health and their diet, every day, what's one thing I can do differently today 
that takes a step closer to where I want to be. Yep. And it can be as small as that. If they're drinking eight cups of Coke a day, they might change one cup for a cup of water. Yep. Like that's one thing that they've done differently that's towards a better health outcome and that's achievable. But if they said to themselves, I'm going to go cold turkey on Coca-Cola, they'd probably freak out, have an anxiety attack, feel shit, and then binge on Coke the next day. I listen to you with the dog training side of things. Like we would never expect our dogs to go from zero to a hundred in a day. So you talk about millimeters, centimeters, meters yep. in terms of incremental changes in shaping behavior. We need to apply that to ourselves. We would think it's so unfair to expect that of a dog and then be disappointed if they didn't go from millimeters to meters in a heartbeat. Mm. But we're not as compassionate with ourselves when it comes to changing our own ingrained behaviors. I'm one of the few people in Australia who have trained people who've never done or understood anything about dog training or behavior and help them along their journey through doing the practical side of the NDTF and other courses. We've done seminars, both you and I. However, one of the points that I lead with many people is the reason a ladder has rungs is because you're supposed to climb each one of them incrementally. You can't start at the bottom and jump all the way to the top. Mm. I've never met a person who can do that. And it's exactly the way that all life journeys is about anything that you're learning, anything that you're adding to your repertoire of knowledge, it starts incremental and you have to know the incremental passage in order to start becoming learned and knowledgeable in that field where you can start to form new opinions. Once you start getting into that avenue, it opens you up to a whole new paradigm of learning possibilities, but you still have to go through the basics. You still have to travel that path. Starting to think we should have done a New Year's motivational um, podcast, How to Change Behaviour. Yep. You for dogs, me for people. Yep. But we didn't. Well, I do that through the canine paradigm anyway. I know. So people should check out your latest episode on the canine paradigm. The one that I think people are getting a lot of value out of at the moment is episode 243. And that was about change and goal setting. Perfection is paralysis. Yeah. So definitely check that out and you can get some tips on how to achieve your goals. Yep. So the other great thing about psyllium is because it's got a lot of soluble fiber in it, it's great for lowering cholesterol. And the way it does this is as it moves through the intestines, it binds to what's called bile acids. So they're absorbed from the intestines, they get pulled up into the gel, and then they get eliminated via the stool. Once the level of bile acids decreases, this stimulates the liver to produce more bile. But because cholesterol is a component of bile, the liver's got to find more cholesterol. So it starts to pull that low-density lipoprotein or the bad cholesterol mm -hmm. out of the blood. Yep. So psyllium has a great effect at lowering LDL cholesterol and it's stated up to 24% as well as total cholesterol by up to 20%. But it does this without affecting our good cholesterol or our HDL cholesterol, which is really important. And even if you're on statin medications, there's benefit to adding psyllium and one of the papers I said stated that if you take psyllium during a day and you're also taking statin drugs, that it's having a doubling effect on reducing cholesterol, but you're not having to double the statin medication and the side effects that come with that. So that's really great. If you've got high cholesterol, jump on to psyllium. Dogs get high cholesterol too, so good for them as well. I guess the reason I primarily put psyllium in this product is that it has a paradoxical stool normalizing effect. And what that means is it can soften hard stools. Like if your dog's constipated, you've given too much bone or whatever's going on, there's lots of reasons for why a dog could be constipated. By drawing water into the stool, it bulks it up because psyllium has that mucilaginous effect. It becomes slimy, so it makes it easier to move through the intestinal tract. But by bulking up the size of it, that can innovate the nerves 
in the intestine, which then stimulate peristalsis. So that makes everything go out a lot easier as well. And that's how it works in humans as well. Because it does suck up moisture, it can firm up loose stools. So really great for dogs experiencing diarrhea. And I have to say, it's probably the main feedback I get for Gut Protect from customers is customers who have had dogs with just chronic diarrhea and nothing has worked and they get onto the Gut Protect and like, oh my goodness, it's resolved. Mm. And there was one case in particular, this guy had a working farm dog who had to have a large chunk of his bowel removed. And from that point on, he just had like constant like chronic diarrhea. And that's I mean, any dog owner knows just how challenging that is to deal with on a day-to-day basis. It's not quality of life for the dog. It's not quality of life for the family. Yeah. And it's just a horrible, horrible experience and a feeling of helplessness when your dog is experiencing that and you can't fix it. Mm. So he got onto the Gut Protect. He also used the Gut Restore because, you know, his dog situation was quite full on. And he was so overwhelmed with gratitude at the reduction in diarrhea, even going from like every day, like every week to every few months. And then went out from there. He was like, oh my gosh, this has changed our life significantly. If your dog's constipated, great. If your dog's got diarrhea, really great. The other good thing about psyllium, it's shown to reduce symptoms in irritable bowel syndrome and inflammatory bowel disease. And this is becoming really common. Like both of these conditions have become quite common in dogs from the emails that I get from people inquiring about the products. And it's actually the only fiber recommended for the treatment of irritable bowel syndrome by the American College of Gastroenterology. In terms of people, it's great for hemorrhoids, great for fecal incontinence, which is why I created it for Ladybug, Mm -hmm. because she's got mild fecal incontinence as a result of her spinal injury. But she's got amazing poos. Just the best. Like I've never met a dog that just creates such good poos. Amazing. Consistently. Consistently. Touch wood. I'm actually yep. poking wood right now. She has got amazing poos. Thank God. That is a quality of life issue. We were always worried that if she had soft or sloppy poo, it was going to be very challenging for us. Even sticky poo, because she's in a carpeted room. So even sticky poo would be yeah, it'd be an issue. It'd be a setback, but it's been, again, touch wood, it's been amazing. Yeah. Psyllium's great to help regulate blood sugar levels. So if you've got diabetes, it can be a really great addition to your regime. And the way it does this, it increases the viscosity of what's called the chyme. So this is the partially digested food that passes from the stomach into the small intestine. So it's just a lot thicker and more viscous. But by slowing down the breakdown of food, it also slows down the absorption of nutrients, including glucose or sugar. So that's what's improving fasting blood glucose levels, hemoglobin A1C levels. So really beneficial for people or pets with blood sugar issues such Mm -hmm. as diabetes. Because it slows down digestion and absorption of nutrients, it also works to prolong satiety. So it's delaying hunger. Great option for anyone who wants to lose weight in the new year because it can just make you feel fuller. So you're less likely to overeat. And for people, if you're going to do this, I'd say, you know, have a heap of psyllium in a lot of water half an hour or an hour before your main meal or the main time of day. Mm that you're likely to overeat. So for most people, that's dinner and evening. This is really corny, but in one of the papers I was reading on psyllium, and this is like a proper scientific journal paper, it said that the clinical data support the conclusion that fibre needs to gel to keep your patients well. (laughs) (laughs) That was my reaction. It was such a serious paper and I got to that statement and I'm just like, ah, nerdy scientists, that's what we do. Yep. You love those things. I do. They make me giggle. Mm. Lots of reasons to add psyllium into your diet and your dog's diet. And you might say, well, why don't I just add psyllium? Like, why do I need gut protect? 
Well, the feedback I'm getting is from a lot of dog owners who over the years have used psyllium by itself and thought, oh yeah, my dog's doing well. But then they try the gut protect because, you know, they've heard such amazing things about it. So like, oh, well, I'll just give it a go. And they email me and say, oh, my goodness, like I thought my dogs were doing well, but they've just stepped it up a notch. Like I've noticed a difference again by using the gut protect instead of just plain psyllium. Mm. I mean, that's what I do. In terms of formulating, there's a reason I put certain ingredients together and it's that synergistic action of all the ingredients in gut protect that's elevated above an individual ingredient. Mm. So there really is benefit into using the product rather than just an ingredient here and a single ingredient there. And the interesting thing with psyllium is in the human space, most of the research is around constipation. Mm. But in the dog space, the research that's coming out in the last couple of years is around diarrhea. Right. Okay. Yeah, it's quite different. But there was a study done, and I like this one because it's more relevant to the circles we move in in terms of dog training. But they did a study in 2021 for the management of chronic idiopathic large bowel diarrhea in working dogs. Yep. And look, there's a lot of reasons why dogs can have ongoing diarrhea, which is why you need to get a vet check, you know, worms, dietary indiscretion, bacterial infections, tumors, inflammatory bowel disease. So you need to rule out all of that. But with working dogs, the high energy, the high drive, the stress can really contribute to diarrhea. Oh, yeah. And we heard a lot about it. We're at the canine scent detection conference. Where you got to talk. You were part of the seminar group. Yeah, that was in October in Sydney. And these are all high-end PhDs, yeah. Well, not just the the scientists, the people on the ground. Like, well, they're people from government agencies. They're people from military, military, police, border force, quarantine. So many of the high tier people in the industry who are working to protect Australian shores to ensure that even the things that people are trying to smuggle into the country, the people from the explosive detection units, even the noseworks guys, you know, mm. who are very serious about their dog's health and well-being as well, which is a good point along the way of this. I'm glad you brought this up because it amazes me, absolutely amazes me, and even I'm appalled sometimes when I see some of the highest end working dogs who are not being considered properly by people high in the tier Mm. that aren't considering the highest diet and supplementation for their dogs. They're still being fed pretty average diets at times. And it's good to see that there's a shift in that paradigm. Folks, there has to be. Mm. You know, like if you're involved in the bean counting side for these dogs, if you want to get the best out of them for work performance and longevity, you have to consider the health and well-being of the dog through diet and supplementation. It is just crazy that that is not even being considered and these dogs are still eating bowls of dry food. The handlers see that. The handlers that are working with these dogs. The handlers are never the problem. Well, they're, they're the ones realising like something's not right. Yep. Like my dog's got diarrhoea more often than not. Or um, apathy in work. Struggling to maintain things. body weight. Yep. And they're the ones saying, you know, something needs to change, something's not right, but I don't understand what to do. But they're not giving any guidance or help from the powers that be. So it was. Re- I just found it great to speak to that group of people yep. and just to put some information and ideas and starting points in their heads about this is what you can do, this is where you can go, this is what you can ask for to be done differently yep. to support your dog. Because, I mean, in this study they were assessing Belgian Malinois, German Shepherds, you know, Dutch Shepherds, so all really high-drive dogs. These dogs were also kenneled, so you've got the stress of the kennel environment as well. Well, they're dogs that stress easy anyway. Yeah. They're amongst the breeds of the highest stress type of dogs anyway. Yeah, so in the study, it just seems so simple to me, but it was so effective. They gave the dogs four tablespoons 
of psyllium per day for four weeks. I wouldn't say just give your dogs four tablespoons of psyllium off the bat. You know, as I've mentioned, start small, build up. Yep. But by the end of four weeks, just four weeks, 90% of the dogs had significant improvements in their stool regularity, in the bulk of their stool, which means it was better formed and not loose and diarrhea. Mm -hmm. And they also had a mean increase in body weight of two kilos. So that's really important too, because a lot of emails from owners of sporting dogs and working dogs saying, I just can't keep condition on my dog. Yep. And if your dog's suffering from diarrhea, like what's going in one end, just coming out too quickly the other end, they're not absorbing the nutrition that they need from that food. Mm. So then that will have a detrimental effect because if you're not getting your nutrition, the nervous system's not getting what it needs to function well, the, the neurotransmitters are not getting what they need, and it just spirals. It's like a vicious circle. So really important. So that was a great study. There are other studies I won't go through now since we're going on for a bit longer, but it was the same sort of outcome that a dog, unknown diarrhea, they tried all the vet treatments. The dog's owner was a vet. They did like a hydrolyzed elimination diet. They did antibiotics, all those sort of things. Nothing worked. They tried psyllium. It resolved. So there's a lot to be said for psyllium. To be honest, and without sounding biased, I think a lot of these dogs, a lot of these agencies would benefit from having their dogs on your gut protect product. Absolutely. I believe that too. hundred percent. Again, it's not biased. It's just based on seeing what colleagues that I know that are on your product with their working dogs and the transformation they've seen and what they're already doing. If they're not considering it, there has to be some sort of problem there where people are Look, to be honest, I know that in some of the industries, the professional industries, there's problems there because, as you pointed out, the handlers know what needs to be done. The bean counters at the top are the ones that are deciding whether or not they're going to allocate this small amount to supplement the dog's dietary income. But it needs a review. It does need a review. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully we can instigate change yep. over time with the work that we're both doing in the industry. Well, that's the legacy that I'm trying to leave behind. I know you are as well. Mm. When you and I do seminars together and we're educating people and we've done this um, throughout a few states in Australia and we're going to do a bit more this year as well, the work that we're actually doing, it is I'm coming from the head and you're coming from the gut. So yep. we're complementing each other on what we're actually working with and why dogs are behaving the way that they are through apathy at either end, mm. a little bit mental and a little bit physical. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's no point in putting band-aids on things. No. You know, you really got to work out what's you've driving got, the problem. and You've got to get to the core. A lot of people out in the industry, and this is a critique that I do have, especially for people who don't have the know-how, is they remove the satellites in orbit, they don't take out the core. Mm. And it's the core that keeps pumping the satellites out there all the time. If you're just knocking satellites up, another one will pop up in another area. The core is where it needs to be worked out how to resolve that, and then the satellites will dissipate from there. That's the great thing about working with vets, like holistic vets that are sort of happy to work in with me and my products is, you know, if a dog's suffering, we need to give that dog quality of life. There's no point saying, oh, I don't believe in vets. I'm just going to do all natural and the poor dog's suffering, you know, yeah, from yeah. whatever the issue is. It's not, not the way to do it. People email me and say, oh, you know, my dog's suffering from this. My vet wants to do this, but I don't want to do it. I'm like, you've just told me your dog is suffering. You need that veterinary treatment. Let's just do that to give your dog a better quality of life now in the short term. And then we can start working on the underlying cause that hopefully the problem will not come back again. So yep. you stop that cycle happening. The word, the industry word is collaborative. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Next two ingredients. I'm going to group these together. So these are inulin and larch arabinogalactin. So they're both really potent prebiotic fibers. And to be classified as a prebiotic, the fibers must be able to pass through the gastrointestinal tract undigested 
and stimulate the growth and activity of beneficial bacteria in the intestines, which then confers a health benefit to the host. So the host could be us, it could be our dog. So nearly all prebiotics are fibre, but not all fibres have prebiotic properties just to make our lives more difficult. But inulin, it can be found naturally in a range of different foods like chicory root, artichokes, asparagus, bananas, things that dogs shouldn't eat like leeks and onion. The inulin in the Gut Protect, it comes from organic Jerusalem artichoke. Mm -hmm. Arabinogalactan, it's a compound that's found naturally in lots of different plants, but it's found in highest concentrations in larch trees. That's why you tend to only see larch arabinogalactan listed in health supplements. And by acting as a food source for bacteria, so I think people still get confused on online. I see this a lot, like what's the difference between a probiotic and a prebiotic? Always remember, a probiotic, it's a live microorganism could be a bacteria, it could be a yeast in the case of Saccharomyces boulardii, but it's a live microorganism. A prebiotic is a food source for that live organism. Okay, that makes sense. Prebiotics help to promote the growth of beneficial bacteria, but what's more important is that by doing that, those beneficial bacteria then go on to produce a highly valuable immune-boosting compound, or compounds I should say, called short-chain fatty acids. And the main ones we talk about are butyrate, propionate, and acetate. So it's the short chain fatty acids that are really conferring that health benefit to us and our dogs. And some of the ways it does this by nourishing the growth of other beneficial bacteria. So not all bacteria like to eat the same things. Some like one type of short chain fatty acid, others like a different type of short chain fatty acid. So yeah, short chain fatty acids help to protect the intestinal mucosa against disease and cancer causing agents. One of the great things is in the way they work is they help to regulate the pH of the gut. And this is really important because beneficial bacteria tend to thrive and do better in a slightly acidic environment, whereas a lot of the pathogenic bacteria tend to prefer a more slightly more alkaline environment. So short-chain fatty acids, they're acidifying, so they help to keep the colon a lot more acidic, which is great for our overall health. They can also bind to receptors in the gut lining, which can help to control appetite and regulate the storage of fat. So having enough prebiotics to feed the probiotics to create these short-chain fatty acids is really an important part of a weight loss strategy. Mm -hmm. Butyrate, which is one of the main short-chain fatty acids that we talk about, it's an essential energy source for colonocytes. So these are just cells lining the colon and they need these short-chain fatty acids so they can carry out all of their important functions, but particularly in preserving the integrity of the gut lining and preventing leaky gut. And we all sort of know the problems now that come from chronic leaky gut. Mm. Short-chain fatty acids, they've got antioxidant properties, they've got anti-cancer properties, they've got anti-inflammatory properties, and there's now research to show that they target many of the same pathways associated with brain-related conditions. So they're now considered somewhat neuroprotective in their effects, which is really great too. So there's lots of evidence to support the role for prebiotics for reducing the risk and severity of gastrointestinal infections, inflammation, you know, things like diarrhea and inflammatory bowel disease, irritable bowel syndrome. They also increase the bioavailability and the uptake of minerals, Mm -hmm. and that's going to play an important role in, you know, gut health, immune health, but skin health as well. So a lot of dogs with skin issues, you know, we're targeting the gut. Yep. And owners are like, why are we targeting the gut? My dog's got a skin issue. Mm -hmm. This is why. Larch, arabinogalactan, has growing evidence behind it as an adjunct to cancer therapies because it's able to stimulate natural killer cells. And they're just the type of immune cell that is great at killing tumor cells or cells infected with the virus. So I always think of them as like the special forces of our immune system. Mm -hmm. And because of its ability to activate the immune system, as well as to create a healthy gut environment, Larch Arabinogalactin, it's been shown to help with allergies, 
autoimmune diseases, joint diseases for reducing bacterial and viral infections, and chronic ear infections. And there was actually a study done in children with recurrent ear infections that showed that by supplementing prophylactically with larch, that there was a significant decrease in the occurrence and the severity of their ear infections. And the study author said, well, that's because it's promoting their immune system and working from the inside out. Mm. And I do get feedback from customers for their dog's ear infections for improvements using the Gut Protect. Chronic ear infections are notoriously hard to overcome. Yes, they are. It's usually not about just giving one thing. You need a multi-pronged approach when it comes to chronic ear infections, which we won't talk about today, but supporting gut health is definitely part of that multi-pronged approach. Mm. The next group of ingredients in the Gut Protect are the digestive enzymes. So this is a proprietary blend called Digizyme. We've heard the saying that you are what you eat, but really we are what we absorb. Mm -hmm. So if you have the best diet in the world, so you've made your new new resolution, you know, you're going to eat a healthy diet, but you've got terrible gut health. Yep. You're not absorbing what you're consuming, then, you know, the benefits aren't going to be what they potentially should be. I'm somebody who has endured that before. Early in our relationship, I remember being treated for gut health and my I think my gut health was estimated to be working at about 10%. Mm. And that was just a life of eating bad food, excessive consumption of alcohol and that Contributed to a lot of issues in physical and mental health decline. Mm-hmm. Ironically, or funnily enough, I should say, when that cleared up, so did a lot of the other symptoms that I was enduring at the time, mm. which were physical symptoms and mental health symptoms. The majority of adults, I think, are suffering gut issues. And part of the reason is 40 to 60% of the adult diet is the energy coming in is ultra processed food. Yeah. So, you know, no fiber, sugar, fat, salt, alcohol. None of that is conducive to good gut health, but that is what people are living on. All things these that days. taste delicious and literally strip their insides out. Yep. Yep. This is why digestive enzymes are so important because they do catalyze the breakdown of food, which then allows those nutrients to be released and absorbed into the bloodstream and do all their good work. So if our dogs aren't producing enough digestive enzymes naturally, this can lead to problems of nutrient insufficiency. So it's not that you'll see like a frank deficiency, like suddenly something goes majorly wrong, it's usually a lot more subtle and long-term that they're not getting what they need and then you get chronic degenerative diseases showing up. Yep. But it can lead to skin issues, coat issues, gut issues, fertility issues, hormonal issues, thyroid issues, immune issues. If your dog's body is not getting the nutrition it needs, everything suffers, Mm. including behaviour. But some of the more obvious symptoms of reduced enzyme production that dog owners can look out for include excess bloating, excess gas, stinky gas. If you think your dog's got abdominal pain or discomfort, diarrhea, undigested food in the stools, food intolerances. So all of those could be a red flag for just not having enough digestive enzymes to do the job. Yep. So the Gut Protect contains all of the key digestive enzymes that our dogs need. So it's got proteases, which act to break down protein. And something I didn't know many years ago as a human naturopath and never thought to ask was that you can have different types of proteases. So we tend just to talk about proteases as, oh, yes, they break down protein, but you can get acid proteases, neutral proteases, and alkaline proteases. Right. So each one is designed to function best in a certain pH. Mm-hmm. So acid proteases function best in a highly acidic environment. And since our dog's guts are highly acidic, That is the type of protease that I've selected to put in the Gut Protect. Yep. It contains lipase, which breaks down fats. 
amylase, which breaks down carbohydrates and starch. And that's really important these days with dogs on a kibble diet, which are just full of carbohydrates. It's got lactase, which breaks down lactose from dairy products and cellulase. So cellulase is not naturally present in humans or dogs. And it also breaks down carbohydrates like amylase, but specifically the insoluble plant fiber cellulose. And again, this is really important for dogs on a kibble diet because some kibbles actually add in like pure cellulose into the formula because it's cheap. So think sawdust and it's a bulking agent. Mm -hmm. If your dog is on kibble, you need, I believe you need to be giving a formula with digestive enzymes in it. Yep. Dogs that may benefit from the addition of digestive enzymes are our older dogs, particularly if you've got an older dog that's struggling to maintain a nice body weight, because as we age, as our dogs age, we naturally produce less digestive enzymes. We also produce less acid. So supporting gut health in senior dogs is really critical, in my mm. opinion. Dogs with any digestive disorders, particularly if there is a lot of gas or rumbling noises from the gut or diarrhea, or you see food in their stools or a lot of mucus, but do be aware, psyllium because it is mucilaginous, when you add a psyllium-based product to your dog's diet, you may see an increase in that the mucusy, slimy layer on the stool. But that's not always a bad thing because people think inflammation right. with mucus in the stool, which is accurate. But because psyllium does create that slimy, mucilaginous coating, you can sometimes see that in the stool right. as well. That's so that's good to know. not any need for concern. Mm. I think digestive enzyme formulas um, are really, really important during any diet transition. So if you do have a dog on kibble and you want to transition to a raw food diet or a cooked food diet, because dogs on a kibble food diet tend to have poorer health function, supporting their gut during that transition can be hugely beneficial. If your dog is on a largely plant-based diet, whether that's by choice or you're feeding one of the standard commercial kibbles on the market, because most of them are bordering on being vegan, Yep. I think a digestive enzyme indicated dogs that are highly stressed, we forget, you know, everyone tends to forget about the impact of stress for us and our dogs on not only overall health, but gut health as well. Mm. And I know I've spoken about this before, but whenever we are stressed, when our dogs are stressed, it's a sympathetic nervous system dominant state. And whenever that's occurring, blood flow is moving away from the digestive organs to the extremities so we can run or fight. Digestive function in terms of acid production and enzyme production is diminished because digesting a meal is not going to ensure our survival when we're in a life-threatening situation. Yep. So all of that's just shutting down. And so if, if you've got a dog that is constantly like anxious or stressed or overwhelmed by the world, yes, give a gut product, but you also need to target that stress and that anxiety. And that might come from seeing a trainer or behaviorist or giving a supplement that can help target that as well. So I've got two supplements in my range. So there's a lot of dogs where I will recommend both, like the gut protect and a stress formula to really get on top of that aspect. Is that your stress ease formula that you've got? Yeah, there's stress ease and relax. Yep. So if you've got a highly anxious dog, I recommend you give both. Yep. Otherwise you could start with one or the other and, and see how it goes. I laughed when you showed me that clip from Kirsty Fuller. Oh, classic. She's got a Malamar Frankie Frankie can be a bit of a stress head sometimes and Kirsty got in touch with Narelle 
got the relax formula and she was literally just sitting there looking like she'd smoked a joint. And I mean, there's nothing, <laughs> there's nothing illegal in no, the product. It's not. It's just effective in working on the endocannabinoid system, which is the same bodily system that CBD works on, mm. but it's not CBD. It's nothing illegal, but it's working indirectly on those same pathways, which is why it's so beneficial for dogs with stress. Yep. And I sent it down to my uncle in Victoria. He's got like a little poodle crossbreed. She's got some resource guarding issues, which we're dealing with behaviorally, but she's just a little bit of a stress head as well. And he just noticed that it's having a profound effect on her behavior as well. She's not so anxious and jumpy and jittery. It's quietening her down. That's good. I didn't, I hadn't known that feedback. I only got it the other day. So I hadn't given it to you yet. Like a typical husband does for wives. Yeah. But with any product like Relax or the Stressies, yes, it's going to bring them down a notch in their stress and their anxiety, but you still need to work on the behavior. Yeah, absolutely. With someone that knows what they're doing. But by bringing the stress levels down, it just makes the dog more open to training yep. in that sense. So it's a really good combination. Like I said, often things aren't just one thing in isolation is going to hit the spot. Mm. You need to look at it from all angles. Yeah, it's complementary and collaboration. Yep. Yep. The next ingredient in the Gut Protect is the probiotics. So Lactospore is the specific trademark probiotic that I've put in here. Its proper name is Bacillus coagulans MTCC5856. So that's the strain. Mm -hmm. And we know now from research that, so you've got the genus, which is bacillus. You've got the species, which is coagulans. And you've got the strain, which is that letters and numbers. Yep. But you can have the same genus and species, but different strains can have different health benefits or health effects in the body. So one strain might be great for one thing, but not another. And then the other strain might be great for that other thing, but not another. So I think it's really important for any product that you buy that it does have the strain listed yep. because that really highlights that there is good evidence behind it for that particular issue. So the other reason I really liked the lactospore for this formula is because it's a spore forming bacteria. So most traditional probiotics come naturally from the gastrointestinal tract, whereas spore forming probiotics such as the bacillus species, they're really widespread in nature. So they're often referred to as soil-based probiotics. So they're able to grow under extreme environmental conditions, things like high temperature, high humidity, extreme drying, extreme radiation. And it's these resilient properties that also allow them to resist those aspects of our dog's bodies that are naturally designed to have an antimicrobial effect. So gastric acid is designed to kill off bacteria, Mm -hmm. pancreatic enzymes, bile salts, they're all antimicrobial. But because of their robustness, the spore-forming bacteria are more likely to reach their destination in the intestines where they then revert to active growing bacteria, which can then have all their amazing health benefits. So a lot of the traditional probiotic species, your lactobacillus and your bifidobacterium, they're great. Like they have, you know, a lot of demonstrated health benefits, but they're very fragile and they're very prone to dying off either in the container that you buy them in Mm -hmm. or in the body if they're not formulated correctly. So recent studies on bacillus species have shown that they can competitively inhibit pathogenic organisms, produce antibiotic substances that work against pathogenic bacteria, reduce diarrhea, prevent intestinal inflammation, improve the integrity of the gut lining, regulate bowel movements, prevent gastrointestinal disorders, reduce gas, reduce fecal odor, which is great for some dogs. And they helped improve the immune system by stimulating the production of a compound called secretory IgA, which I won't talk about today, but that's a really, really important first line of defense of our immune system from things coming into the body from the environment. 
So by doing all of those things, it's naturally going to improve digestion, improve immune function, reduce the risk of allergies, promote nutrient absorption and support skin health, like et cetera, et cetera. So really, I love the spore forming bacteria because they are just so robust. And, you know, I really believe what gets put into the product is going to end up in your dog and not just die off in the container. Yeah, absolutely. So the last couple of ingredients are the herbs. And as a herbalist, I just love herbs. They have so many applications for humans and dogs. The first herb that I chose to pop in the formula is chamomile. Mm -hmm. So most people will be familiar with chamomile. It's one of the most ancient medicinal herbs known to mankind. And I just love it for dogs because of how gentle it is and how well tolerated it is. And it has a really wide range of different health conditions that it can be helpful for. As an example, if we look at human traditional medicine, chamomile is being used to treat wounds, ulcers, eczema and other skin conditions, gout, bruises, burns, nerve pain, sciatica, arthritic and rheumatic pain, PMS pain, hemorrhoids, mastitis, anxiety and depression, seasonal allergies, muscle spasms, migraine pain, vertigo, insomnia, infections of the respiratory tract and oral cavity, and gastrointestinal disorders such as IBS and IBD. I was just reading that from a herbal monograph on chamomile, but there's a whole extra list of things that it's been used for health-wise, so really comprehensive herb. But the main reason that I chose to put it in the Gut Protect is because it acts as a powerful digestive relaxant and a really powerful gastric healing agent. So chamomile is widely used to treat inflammation, not only of like the external skin, and I often will tell customers with dogs with allergies to make up some chamomile tea, pop it in a spray bottle, pop that in the fridge, and then just spray your dog's skin to give them some relief. But it's also highly beneficial to the internal mucosal membranes. And then because it's a digestive relaxant, it's highly beneficial in reducing flatulence, gastric spasms, indigestion, diarrhea. It can help dogs with motion sickness, nausea and vomiting, and just generally working to soothe the stomach. So I love it for dogs. It's really safe in terms of herbs because some herbs aren't safe. We really need to know what we're doing when it comes to herbs with our dogs. And finally, the last ingredient that I chose to put in the Gut Protect out of all the ingredients that I could possibly choose is fennel. So like chamomile, fennel provides a really wide array of health benefits. It has potent antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, antibacterial effects in the body. It's the essential oils from the seed that possess the antibacterial properties in particular. And this can be helpful for maintaining good gut health as well as good dental health and getting rid of bad breath. So I do get great feedback on the product for improving breath in dogs, whether it's coming from the gut or the mouth. But if it's from the mouth, definitely get a full-on dental check for your dog. It also works to increase the secretion of saliva, which again can aid digestion and support good dental health. The essential oils in the fennel seeds also help to stimulate the secretion of digestive juices and digestive enzymes that will then work to improve digestion and nutrient absorption, which we really want. Fennel seeds contain various antispasmodic and anti-inflammatory compounds that work really well for gastric spasms, things like cramping, indigestion, bloating, and just general gastric upset. So we had a phase back many years ago in Melbourne where we were going through an Indian eating phase. Yes, we did. <laughs> but, um, so whether we were getting takeaway or dining in, but whenever we dined in and would go to pay, you know, on the counter, they'd have that little dish. It's fennel seeds. That's right. And you'd take a spoonful before you left. Yep. I think they were more sugar-coated because yeah. they were colourful, weren't they? They were, yeah, to aid digestion. Yeah, but that was fennel seeds mm. because it's so good for digestion and gut health. And once you've had three courses of Indian food, you need all the support you can get. Great for our dogs. 
Okay, so I think we should probably wrap it up there. But to summarize everything that we've spoken about, giving your dog a combination formula that contains probiotics, prebiotics, digestive enzymes, and herbs specifically designed to support canine digestion and immune function, it's really important. It's going to help to restore and maintain the integrity of the gut lining, promote a healthier, more robust gastrointestinal tract overall, promote a healthier and more robust immune system, promote a more balanced gut microbiome. It's going to help to exclude and suppress pathogenic organisms, which is why it's called Protect as part of the name. It's going to help with diarrhea. It's going to help with constipation. And by doing all of that, as I've said throughout the show, it's going to help reduce allergy risk, chronic skin conditions, chronic ear infections, and just improve overall health. And the Gut Protect, unlike some other products in the range, the Gut Protect has been designed to be used every day long term. Yep. All of our dogs are on it every day. They will remain on it every day. The benefits are huge. The safety is great. If your dog has a flare-up of a certain health condition, there are other supplements that can be brought in for short-term use, but the Gut Protect really is designed to strengthen the gut and your dog's immune system to hopefully prevent anything from happening. You can read more about Gut Protect on the website, so caninesuticals.com.au. If you've got any questions about Gut Protect or any of the products in the range, email me at info at caninesuticals.com.au. If you want to provide feedback on the podcast, you can jump onto the Facebook page, Natural Health for People and Pets, Mm -hmm. and we can have a conversation there, like all my social media, because as Glenn said, I'm terrible at promoting my social media. So please support me by supporting my social media. Yes. If you are a customer of Norell's and the product has worked for you and it's genuine, why not write a review? Please do. Yeah. That would be greatly appreciated. It is really nice to read through the experiences that other people are having. You've shared many, many of your emails with me, the non-personal ones, just the review-based ones. Mm. It really is nice. It would be nice for other people who are... Well, we all do it. When we're wanting to buy or invest in something, yep. you know, we want to know what other people think. That's exactly right. I think it's just human nature. It's due diligence. If you're using the product and you believe in the product and it's helped your dog, you can leave a review on the product page on the website. So if you scroll down towards the bottom of the page on the left-hand side, there'll be a little tab saying write a review. Yep. So you can do that on the product page specifically. You can also go to Google reviews and leave a review on my Google page. Or... You could also leave a review on your podcast page. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Yeah, do that too. Yeah. Just copy and paste. Yeah, if you like. Put them everywhere. (laughs) That works. Well, it does. You don't have to rewrite like a different review. Just copy and paste it on all the different platforms. Sounds good. See, I'm getting the hang of it. Same, same. Thank you for listening and we will catch you next time. Thank you very much, everyone. Take care. Bye. Bye.